Stories Podcast, your number one show for everything guitar. Hello, Guitar Geeks. Hello, Dan. Hello, Andy. <laughs> uh, welcome, everybody, to episode 79. I'm laughing because I was just outside uh, trying to run upstairs and get the book from our guest uh, from today, and I didn't quite make it. I made it like halfway up the stairs and realized I'm never going to make it back in time. So I, I ran back empty-handed with a waste of time. <clears throat> oh, wow, you, you could have completely put me on the spot without you know being back on time. <laughs> yeah, just an empty chair spinning yeah. slowly in the wind. Yeah. I wish it was windy here. Man, it is so hot. Same here. Is, is it hot Same where here. you are? I'm melting. I'm melting. I mean, this is the showroom here. It's all aluminum and we have the lights and everything. Uh, phew, it's crazy. It's, you, can, you can probably tell. It's, it's like I'm sweating and it's wow. It's good yeah. that we don't have smell, smell stream. No, hmm. no, definitely not. Um, yeah, so we got Zachary Atkins on the show today. I'm not sure if it's Zach or Zachary, um, and we'll ask him in a little bit. But um, I, I always wanted to be called Zachary. Did I, t I think I mentioned that on the show before. If I could pick my own name, it would have been Zach. Okay. So I'm a little bit jealous and upset already. So he's he's super cool. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say hello to the people in the chat. We've got Valeria, we've got Gary, we've got Sarang, we've got Michael, and we've got Chris. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Uh, it's the last one in season three as well. That is correct. Just not the last one ever. Don't panic, everyone. Just the last one in season three. We're going to take a little holiday break, mm -hmm. and we'll do we'll do some stuff at Gear Street. Uh, dare I say the finest guitar event to happen this year? Probably and, one of uh, the one of the few events to happen this year. One of the few events to happen this year with all us yep. guitar gear YouTubers together mm -hmm. making videos just for you. And um, and oh, you can. Possibly. By the way, you can let us know if you want to see some some kind of instruments there. Let us know, especially oh, yeah. stuff. Comment below if you want to see something there. Maybe I can make it happen. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to see. Uh, I'd like to have a peer, please. <laughs> you know, I, I co totally get it. When you are among so many Ibanez fans, there's some sort of peer pressure. Oh dear. Dan Damn. coming forth with the gems tonight. <laughs> right, uh, that's enough of that. Enough of that. Um, moving on swiftly, swiftly. <laughs> Guitar news. Let's talk first about the giveaway that I'm doing on the channel with Fender, if mm -hmm. I may. Yes. Um, Fender wrote to me and said, uh, Andy, we like what you're doing. We like the people that watch your channel. We'd like to give them a, a Meteora. And I said, wow, I think they might like that. So I made a video and, and showed you the Meteora and linked you to a page where you could win a Meteora, j Meteora just by signing up to my mailing list. So if you want to do that, I am sure one of our moderators will put that link in the chat right now. And if you're listening to the audio version, all you really have to do is go to theguitargeek.net and there is a link there and you can find out how to win a Meteora. However, Dan... Giving this, doing this giveaway has cost me hours and hours and hours of my life, and mm. I've learned so much. Can you fill us in what you learned, especially with regard to some people that might want to use that in an illegal way? Yeah, uh, there were. I've had multiple scams running on the giveaway. Number one, well, two styles of scams, and then multiple scams within a, a scam style. Oh, wow. So, um, firstly. Uh, so my mum's in the chat. She says, "Sorry, we didn't call you Zach." <laughs> Hello, mum. <laughs> Where is she? <laughs> there. 
<laughs> oh. Yeah, well, well, you should be sorry, mother. You should be. <laughs> I'm gonna get told off so bad now. Don't tell me off, mum. Um, I love you. Yeah, so there are multiple scams running. One of the the main one is the YouTube scam, where a fake account comments, "You are the winner of this giveaway. Please text me on WhatsApp or Telegram or whichever one of the methods they're using for that particular scam, and mm -hmm. I will, you know, will will get this guitar to you." And some people, five people so far, have sent uh, money to these scammers, and I've, ca I've calculated about three hundred dollars has been lost. Because mm. uh, what they do is they get you to they first they pretend to be me, um, and then they get you to share the shipment, so what, uh, the postage cost. So what you have to do is send them fifty bucks, and that's them pretending to be me. And, mm -hmm. and fake Andy is saying, oh, Fender are going to give the guitar, but you need to pay the postage or we'll share the postage. I'll pay half and you pay half. So you send mm -hmm. the 50 bucks and then it just goes into the wind. And that is happening on most of the channels that I'm seeing on YouTube at the moment, on the guitar channels. And I even block them by, by blocking certain keywords, you know, and they're getting around it. And I have no idea how. Um, so YouTube really need to up their game. So... As, an, as a warning, um, I will never ask you to contact me via WhatsApp or Telegram, ever, <laughs> ever. Uh, I've got a video coming out on it because I am currently, Dan, I communicated with the Telegram scammer and they think that I don't know what's going on. Oh, wow. So okay. I just thought I'd put a, an informative video together about what happens and what to do and what not to do and how they're trying to scam it. So. Uh, I mean, I've given away most of the information now, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I just don't want anyone to to be scammed at, at uh, my uh, my expense. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. The second scam is that one guy signed up to the mailing list with one thousand five hundred emails, and I've had to spend my time deleting those. Ay 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 ay. He's created some kind of script that has allowed him mm. to enter the, and I've even put some gatekeeping stuff on it. And he's still. Super cool, that coding. Some, some computer genius is using it for evil. So that's mm -hmm. the second type of scam. But yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's been a lot of work, but I've learned a lot. So now I'm a better person for it. So I'm not going to complain. How's the, how's the feedback so far for the competition? Great. Um, I don't want to give too much away if I might, if I, if I, yeah. I don't want to give too much away, but the live stream in two days, if you're watching this live on Thursday, we will give away the guitar live on the stream. Sweet. And maybe if Dan's around, he can jump in as well. Just say hello, you know, on yeah. his phone. Hello, Andy. Send me a guitar, please. <laughs> I, I did not participate just to, you know, for the record, to set things straight. I will say that I recognized a few email addresses from people that I don't think should have participated. <laughs> but they did. I'm not going to call them out, but they did. Hey, what's up, Mark Agnesi? You've got enough guitars at home. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, all right, let's, let's do some more news before we get our guest in. Um, Dan, what is the piece of news we were talking about before the show? <laughs> That Margaret Neasy joke was a cracker. Uh, we've been talking about jo <laughs> about Joni Mitchell performing a surprise show at Newport, uh, New Newport Folk Festival. That's a tongue twister. Yep. So I think like after almost 20 years or so, she finally returned to stage and she 
did not just return to stage. She sang and she played a Parker Fly electric guitar. I have a photo. How cool. How cool is that? So the photo is uh, courtesy of uh, New York Times. Nina Westerfeld is the photographer who shot that amazing shot. And how cool is that, right? (laughs) That's so cool. But I I assume it's because it's got the piezo pickup. I assume. Yeah. Because I don't see any pickups on there. Um, I I love the Parker Fly. I would love to have a Parker Fly. Uh, but apparently, they're they're actually pretty good instruments. Mm-hmm. Never played yeah. one. Yeah, or they're did lightweight. I, I think I might have played one. Whatever it was, I don't remember it. But um, yeah, I want one. But now they're super expensive. Mm. But yeah, Joni Mitchell playing a Parker Fly. Amazing. Yeah. And, and the performances, um, they were great as well. I mean, she was sitting there with that big band. And uh, I think she had an aneurysm. In yeah, in her chair. I mean, she had an aneurysm in 2015. I think there was a lot of press already going on with her telling how she kind of had to relearn everything, like from scratch, and watching her her own performances on YouTube to kind of figure out what she was playing, what she was singing, and you know the lyrics and everything. So um, it's great to see her being back in the game and actually being ready to perform, even even with sitting. I mean, that's that's pretty cool. And I saw a lot of posts with people actually crying over the performances. So she still has it touching people. I- I can't listen to both sides now. Um, I first heard it in, in the film Love Actually, which is one of my favorite films. Mm-hmm. And that whole scene, if you haven't seen Love, Love Actually, there's a scene in, in which it's quite heartbreaking. Uh, and then that, that both sides now is just, it just breaks me. And then this version that she sang this week is just another level of I can't <laughs> listen to it. Um, so if you're even slightly emotional right now, never go and listen to, to that live performance. But if you want something mm. to, to rip apart your solid exterior and get inside yourself emotionally, then um, you can have a listen to that. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful piece of music and a beautiful performance. And don't ever, I mean, the, the takeaway from the movie is don't ever just, you know, give your, give your wife a CD as a present for Christmas. Make sure to give her a nice necklace as well. Uh, especially if Mr. Bean is the one to uh, try and pack it for you. <laughs> one, of the, one of the most, like one of the most hilarious scenes ever. That's just. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the whole movie is so iconic. It's like Home Alone, Love Actually. That's the must sees prior to Christmas. Yeah, and also you know, manly films like Gun Die Shooter Hard. Four and Die Hard is People Christmas. in the Face Twelve. What? What? I'm, I'm just trying to be manly. <clears throat> I mean, Die Hard is a Christmas movie as well. It's, it's non-debatable. Non-debatable. Yep. Correct. Right, let's go back to our chat just to see how it's going over there uh, before we bring Zachary in. Uh, just, I'm basically just checking to see if my mum sent me any more messages. <laughs> um, blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, people in the chat, please look after my mum for me. And um, I will, <laughs> I will um, also recommend that... Uh, she doesn't type anything too revealing about me, you know. She's got some great <laughs> stories. Right, our guest this week, Dan. Yes. Um, give him a nice little introduction, if you will. I will. Um, two or three weeks ago, we were lucky enough to host Aiden Fisher, who played the Master of Puppet solo scene in Stranger Things. And he revealed as, that one of his guitar teachers, and probably the most influential, was a gentleman called Zachary Atkins. And he also pointed out that Zach is an author of a guitar book, and we kind of, you know, did some research on it and found out that it's one of the best sold and highest ranked guitar books online. 
called Guitar Efficiency. Andy bought it. I don't know how much time you spent already digging into the book, but we, we can, yeah. I'll, I'll let you we know. Can, we, can, we, we, well, we, can, we can talk about it later. Yeah, and uh, and we kind of discovered what a gem that that gentleman named Zachary is. And actually, it was uh, I was two days old when when I learned that he was the winner of the 2017 Ibanez Flying Fingers Shred Competition. I had no idea. So um, also today years old. I've just learned that right now. <laughs> yeah. So and he's a guitar teacher, great shredder, uh, author, and um, yeah, probably a very influential uh, instructor online and offline. So we're happy to have him on the show and talk about how to play faster, uh, what kind of tips he can give us, uh, even for the more advanced players, how to how to grow as a player. And uh, yeah, we can probably also talk about the book and his new album. So there's plenty of ground to cover. Okay, then please welcome to the show, Zachary Atkin. Hello, Zachary. Hey. <laughs> hey, how's it going, guys? It's all hey, good. good. It's all good. See if I can get centered here. Yeah, yes, it's quite hard to do. It's, it's, you think you're in the middle, and then you're not in the middle. But um, yeah. welcome to the show. Thank you for giving us your time and joining us on the Guitar Stories podcast. Yeah, thanks for the invite. It's really cool. Also, thanks for writing the book. Uh, I have it. I, I'd love yeah. to tell you that I finished it, but I, I haven't. I've barely started. But there's some great exercises in there, and we can go into that in a little bit, and I'm sure people have some questions for you. But firstly, I've, I own. I tend to buy guitar books a lot, and I rarely dip in and out often because I'm so busy, and then I buy another one. It's, it's worse than pedals. But I, I have a special place in my practice schedule for yours because I think... I think it's going to have some stuff in that, that I don't currently have in my other practice regime. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, that was the goal was I uh, it, I own. So just to back up on the book, like I own two music schools and we got like over 400 some students right now between me and my team. Um, and I, I teach guitar and that's it. I don't teach any other instruments because I'm not good at them. And uh I had a bunch of stuff that I would constantly have to write out, you know, in like tabs for all my students. And I just got really like, I didn't want to do that all the time because I teach the same stuff over and over, you know, because I, I don't really teach beginners anymore. Mm -hmm. And so I just started tabbing them out in Guitar Pro so I could send them to people. And then I had this big collection of like ideas and licks and, you know, whatever else that I had uh, exercise wise. And my wife is a uh, graphic artist and she's a book designer and whatever you want to call it. Like she puts them all together and puts them out mm -hmm. for uh, different artists and uh, authors. And so I asked her if she would help me put it all together. So she did. And, and then I just kept adding more and more. So there's like 160 pages of exercises and stuff. So, <laughs> wow. Did she, she did she give you, give you a discount or, or did she overcharge you or? Oh no, she didn't charge me at all. Oh. So. <laughs> How sweet. Sweet. No, nope, no. Nope. Bad, bad business, but sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, right, we we pay the bills. So yeah. I'm talking. Oh, that's good. That's good. Then then that's She right. actually I make her run my other I make her run my other studio, so she she makes money there. Put her, <laughs> put her to work. So, no, it's all it's all good, um, but it's great. Good. Well, do you want to just shout out her name so we can say hi? Yeah, her name's Alicia, and last name Adkins as well. So I, Alicia, I don't know Alicia. if she's watching, but yeah. Oh, really. So she's she's really good. She does all the stuff for me. You know, she does all the graphics and all the, uh, 
you know, I actually made this shirt for my band that I'm in like a system of a down tribute band, Chop Suey. All right. Nice. So, so we make our own custom stuff. And, um, but anyway, so I did have a copy of my book. So my book, Guitar Efficiency, uh, it's, it's something that I always liked to have journals or, you know, success books and stuff like that. And, um, there was always a section where you could write your goals and right. I've never seen a guitar book with that, where it actually had like, what did you do this week? What could you do better? What were you successful at? You know, and I wanted to make sure that there was something in there. So there's one for every single week in the book. Mm -hmm. And it's, and it's supposed to be like, if you give it to a student as well, they can write in it and kind of put their comments for what they struggled with. But um, the book is broken down into seven chapters, one per day supposed or supposed to be uh, most people can't get through one right away which is fine because there's i mean i think the first page the first one is just chromatic and it's 30 pages and the goal is to where seven chapters seven days every day you do one chapter and if you did it to the bpm exactly without messing up it'll take you a half hour every day all right okay that's the goal but if you can't do that that's totally fine take on one chapter and use that for a couple of weeks until you master it and then move on to the next one. So that's the goal anyway. Sweet. And what kind of level, yeah. uh, in case anyone's interested, what kind of level should you come into this book at? Definitely intermediate. It's not beginner friendly at all. You know, right. uh, I do have a beginner book, which I don't know where it is that I'm working on. Actually, I have it right here. So <laughs> this is the guitar. It's not this is the proof. So it's got like the strip across it, but this would be the Ooh. guitar efficiency beginner guide. Oh, wow. So, when will um, this be out? Um, I just got this proof in. So I wanted to double check it, make sure there wasn't a bunch of mistakes and stuff. Uh -huh. But I mean, it goes all the way back to the beginning where, you know, guitar anatomy, where it takes you through all the different things that are on the guitar and reading chord charts. Okay. You know, and it's very, very beginner friendly. And then on the back is a whole thing of chords. Nice. So that way you can have I'm trying to opposite. So I'm trying to make sure that all the chords that I use or that you will use in most beginner songs are there. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're just fixing up a couple things in it. A couple things were misspelled, you know, the typical things. And then uh, it's about 100. No, not even that many. It's 100 pages, basically, exactly. And right. um, but that's the beginner version. So hopefully that will do just as well, if not better, because more beginners, I think, are looking than mm. So. But I think it's great that you split those two because I, as I've said, I've bought a few books. I've bought too many books, for, to be honest. But um, uh, I, I don't like having to read through, like just skipping 20 pages because I know the anatomy of a guitar, for example. Um, right. So I think it's great that you split those two up. Um, and I didn't have any of that in, in the book that I bought from you, the, the, the original Guitar Efficiency. Well, so, good. Hey, I did something right. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. Perfect. But but I'll, yeah. I'll be honest. I'm, I I like to buy the beginners books as well, just to see what I've missed. Because obviously, the, you know, I have holes in my knowledge. I'm like, oh, okay, I missed that. But um, yeah, maybe I can skip that this time. But good luck with it with the new one. That sounds great. Yeah, hopefully it goes well. And yeah, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else there. I didn't know. I, I mean, the guitar efficiency is intermediate to advanced, so it's not like I really need to come out with anything. I had thought about like a 2.0 version where. It's just more exercises, but I mean, I'm selling quite a few of these books, at least at least for me, that seems like enough. But, you know, I'll definitely try to sell more. So, hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, Aidan was was really waxing lyrical about it. He was really uh, mm -hmm. happy with what you're what you're doing. So, yeah, and that's Aiden's that's amazing. why you're here. So, yeah, he was Aiden, a really nice guy. Really enjoyed talk, talking to him. Yeah, when I first started, when I was in my house, because you know now I have two schools and they're separate, and uh, but I was just in my house, and he came, and his dad was like, "Well, you know, he wants to learn this, this, and that." And I was like, "Man, I don't know how young this kid is, or whatever." These are pretty <laughs> difficult songs, and I don't even remember what they were. One was like a Black Label Society song, and All I was right. like, "I was like, I thought this guy was supposed to be like a kid," but then he shows up, and he was like 13 at the time, maybe, and he was already just killing it. And you All know, right. I mean, there was still a lot that we could learn and do better, but he was sure. already on his way, and I knew right just meeting him i was like this kid's got this like obsessive compulsive desire to be good at the guitar and sweet here, here he is so really proud of him and his yeah. family's all cool i mean i'm friends with all of them on facebook and we all chat all the time and cool you know, but, but he just decided i think they moved or something and that's why they couldn't take lessons anymore but moving obviously helped him because he got the opportunities that he did so yeah absolutely yeah he seems i didn't even know he was still using my book i mean i knew he, i had, had given him one but <laughs> and when he said it in on your guys's stuff and on the uh interview that he did for stranger things too i was like oh wow hey so and then i saw five sales come in from germany and i was like what? ah <laughs> oh, nice one, one of those was me yeah, yeah. So, uh, perfect. Thanks for that. i don't know who yeah, else um but... we're gonna talk about some gear in a moment uh is it zachary or zach to just to, to come up uh like prefer... technically my business name is zachary but you call me zach if you want sweet it's all the same. I don't but know. That's my professional name. I Zachary. Guess. <laughs> I, uh, you may have heard that I've always wanted to be called Zachary, <laughs> and uh, it's because You're still of fantasizing. The, I still am. Still am. Still, yeah. still slightly upset that I wasn't involved in the conversation and decision. But uh, my dad was going to name me Dexter, and my wow. mom put a, my mom put a stop to that real quick. <laughs> that's, that's also cool. Sweet. That's also cool. Yeah, Dexter. I thought I'd have been cool. happy with Dexter. Dexter, yeah. 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 Do you remember the game Zack McCracken? Um, no. There was a point and click that's... adventure called Zack McCracken. And, oh, really? Yeah, yeah that oh, was. I've never heard of it. Very early, like 80s? Was that mid 80s? Uh, it's got to be late 80s, early 90s. I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. I wasn't born yet, so I don't know. Well, right. it's it's a very nerdy point and click about yeah. uh, about aliens invading the the planet. You have to walk around and click and solve puzzles. And um, that sounds cool. <laughs> it really is, and it's got this kind of off the wall humor, which which I really enjoy. Mm. So I have to check yeah, it out. I recommend it, and you can you can be yourself in the game, Zachary. Yeah. <laughs> Zach McCracken yeah. and the Alien Mindbenders, uh, I believe, was the, the yeah. title. Right. Um, we're going to talk some gear. Um, we didn't uh, really warn you about this, Zachary, so you've got some gear with you, I believe, that you're going to talk about. But we pick three pieces of gear that's been released in the sort of last seven days that's made us excited. Or if you've, if you've got some gear that's excited you recently, that we can pick that. Um, mm. Little rant before we, uh, before we go on. There's not much gear being released. Not much that's coming right. out at all in the guitar world. Yep. And it's upsetting me. But here's the thing: you you can basically tell that still the the supplies, the the levels are not yet where they used to be. And you know you see new stuff that's being released or officially unveiled, and then you've got delivery times like June twenty three or something. Yeah, it's just, I mean, how much can you pour out or you know pour out without actually having stock or being able to produce that stuff? So I think 
you know, everyone, every company has to take it slow at the moment and, and see, you know, uh, how much, how much quantity factories actually can churn out. So, yeah, but it's a little bit frustrating because, you know, usually that's one of the most interesting sections when you were browsing through the internet and kind of figuring out what was going on. And, you know, now it's pouring in like one news every other day or so. I just remember yeah. last year, like having, like, we'd have to pick a, a piece of gear for the week and there'd be like four mm -hmm. things that I'd have to choose from. And I would have to genuinely have trouble deciding which one. And sometimes I'd choose two. And now it's hard to even find one. Mm-hmm. One that excites me. I mean, there is gear being released, but not stuff that really. The one that kind of, uh, I don't know if it, it kind of, it was the new Ernie Ball guitar, and I can't remember what it was called. Um, it looks really weird, and I think they, it was designed with Toes and Abazi. And yeah, the Kaizen. Yeah, the Kaizen. That. Yeah. I don't know if I like it or not yet. I haven't made a full decision, but it's like, that was probably the only piece of gear that like stood out to me that's new. Hmm. Yeah, you know, do you usually check check new gear on on you know the pertinent websites like Guitar World or Gear News? Can you still see me? Yeah, yeah. Or am I frozen? Okay. No, nope. you're, you're, you're moving good. around like a marionette. My computer's being weird. Okay. It's like, <laughs> I, never mind. Um, it's if, not you. If it's I drop show, out, I'll we're come a back. cursed show. Yeah, we're, we're a cursed show. Don't worry about it. Fair. It's a, it's it's all part. Danny, you frozen now, or you just sit you? Oh, okay, you were just winding me up then, you <laughs> naughty boy. You naughty, naughty boy. Yeah. Right, yeah. okay, then it is this time. Um, I think I went first last week. So, Dan, let's have Dan's... No, I went second last week. So I'm going to go first this week. All right, cool. With my pick of the week. Andy's pick of the week. Yeah, that happened. Um, my picks of the week have been getting increasingly more expensive by uh -huh. the week. Uh, I've been choosing extremely expensive pedals, and I've stood by them and I've justified them. Uh, this week, I've gone way over the top with something that genuinely excited me. That's the rule. <laughs> but it is mind-blowingly expensive at 50,000 American dollars. Give however, me a break. However... <laughs> It is for a good cause. The thing that okay. I've chosen this week is made by a friend of the show, Ron Thorne, at Fender. And um, it is this, the Otto's Moonbase bass. So right. not only is it $55,000, it's a bass guitar. Um, yep. Yeah, it's, um, the money will be funding music education programs for elementary and middle school students in Los Angeles. So it's, it's going to a good cause. Um, so it's not something you just buy. It's, it's a, lo a whole load of stuff was, was made by Fender for this, and it's all minions and illumination um, related. But there's Ron there, and if, you, if you're seeing this on the video version, you'll notice that the bass that Ron is holding is just the centerpiece. So if you're not seeing it, it's just the neck, and then about just slightly wider than a neck's width yeah. of, um, of, of bass. Looks and, like like uh, those uh, cigar box guitars. Yeah. So what <laughs> what you've got is you can actually take the bass to pieces, and all the sort of imagine a P bass, um, all the all the corners come off, uh, and they sort of slot out and and slot back in again. I think it's brilliant fun. Yeah, it looks sweet. <laughs> yeah. It. It. I mean, I love minions, and I, I quite like bass guitars, if I'm honest. But. Um, yeah, there it is. It's a pretty cool concept. Really cool. 
Uh, we, yeah, we so should 55,000, please. I've seen this. I saw this guy on TikTok has like uh, the pickups in the middle of the guitar. You can take it out like a piece of Lego and then put in a different thing and it'll be a bunch of different pickups. And then you just take them out and put more pickups in so you can change it out at any time. I thought that was kind of interesting. Hmm. I don't know yeah, if he's selling it. There's, we've, there's a few guitar brands that do stuff like that, but I, I think it's great. I, I think it's super interesting. I don't know how... I think the point... We, I've had this discuss, discussion with Henning, and that is that by doing that, you're taking away the opportunity to buy a new guitar, which some people, <laughs> that is uh, a joy. So, yeah. Yeah, I down, suppose. Downside. Yeah. I suppose, I but... I mean, go buy another guitar anyway. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, buy the guitar and the pickups. I have but... 60 guitars. I, I don't care. Oh, wow. Okay. So okay. Me. We, we need to talk about that in a moment. <laughs> yeah, that's an addiction we got to address. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, you, you've come to the wrong place if you want a cure. Uh... <laughs> I always tell people that because I'll have parents ask me, like, do you think we should get, you know, you know, my kid another guitar? And I was like, I'm the wrong person to ask because I will always <laughs> tell you yes. And yeah, it's a... Because there's always something cool that you can find, and you know there's always a way to justify it. I think, definitely, yeah. of course, definitely. 100%. And there are man, many worse things you can buy for money. Yeah. Hey. Right. Drugs. Right. And if you yeah. can exactly. broke for drugs. Yeah. Can... <laughs> exactly. That's, yeah. that's the, the the cure. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make sure your guitars. kids are into guitar so they have no money to buy drugs. <laughs> exactly. That's the solution. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Well, sometimes you can even buy guitars or gear that actually appreciates in value as well. So it could even be seen as an investment. Mm -hmm. That's what I tell my wife. That's <laughs> <laughs> what we all tell them. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to segue into Dan's pick of the week. So that's my pick of the week. Yeah. Shall we? And... Shall we just quickly add that there are three more, three more guitars. So apart from the yeah, bass, sure. there's also a Master Build acoustic for seventy grand. There's King Bob Ukulele by Dennis Galushka for 50 grand. And there is the Strato Stewart, uh, built by Kyle McMillan for 48 grand. And I th we quickly touched base on this uh, before the show. While I think these, these price tags are completely ridiculous, I would love to see Squire versions, like simplified versions of these instruments, like a Hello Kitty-esque uh, yeah. version of this, because I think the Minions, they, they have such a wide fan base, and it would be just pretty cool to have instruments that kind of appeal to the super young people and to the to the fans, you know. There are some adults that are into Minions as well, right? Banana! Definitely. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd love to see Squire versions. Uh, if they've got the, the licensing already, then, then why not uh, push mm -hmm. it a little further? Um, there's, there's all the guitars. I managed to get a screenshot. So. Oh, yeah, oh, that's lovely. cool. Um, yeah, I, I really dig the Kevin one, but I had yeah. to choose the bass because of the you know, sort of Lego aspect of it. Um, yeah, by the way, we're also streaming on your channel, aren't we, Zachary? You added us to, to your channel. So for the first time ever, we're streaming on two YouTube channels at the same time. Many people have tried to do this and no one's ever succeeded. And you, my friend, really? have done it. Yeah, that was pretty easy. I just clicked worked. go and it was like, OK. <laughs> I so, I yeah. don't want to offend our, our previous guests, but I'm also pretty That's sure fine. it was fairly easy. <laughs> yeah. So, Andy, I'm surprised you didn't pick the the uh, Fender Japan traditional '60s Jazzmaster, the Jazz Blaster that got released a couple of days ago. I was trying. Well, 
I was answering the, the challenge honestly. The Minions bass guitar made me go, wow. Okay. So mm. it was the one that excited me most. But yeah, I would have normally, had that not been there, I would have gone for the Jazz Master. Yep. Uh, jazz Blaster, sorry. I'm excited about what Dan's going to pick. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Andy Thanks. did that. That's great. That's a great song. Yeah. I'm relaxed now. I, s I still don't have it on my on my phone. I need that. When someone uh, calls me. Send me the right amount of money, I'll send it to you. All right. PayPal. All right. Yeah. So my pick of the week. Uh, surprise pick probably, but uh, I was completely flawed when I saw it. Uh, Fender released a, let's say, iteration of the George Harrison Rocky Stratocaster that has been designed for the Mere Mortals. And uh, I think this is a made in Mexico version of it. Comes with an uh, with the fluorescent day glow paint, alder body, which I always find pretty important for a snappy tone. Um, Seven point five inch radius, a, a rosewood fretboard, I guess. And um, they are saying that this these guitars are all hand painted. Um, oh wow! And this is something. I mean, of course, it's a made in Mexico Stratocaster that clocks in at around two grand. But still, for for a hand painted instrument, I think it's a pretty cool run of a thousand instruments in total. So um, yeah, it even got the Grimwood sticker replica on the back of the headstock. So it's a pretty pretty cool guitar. And as we've been talking about like gear investment, to me that was one of those guitars, you know, like the Blink One Eighty Two Fender Tom DeLonge Strats that got released twenty years ago. Stuff like this appreciates in value pretty quickly so yeah that's a probably a good investment and if you're in beatles fan it's a no-brainer anyways so i picked that and i like the day glow colors i think that's just red yeah it's really pretty i i i i was surprised that you were talking about it today because it got released um i got a newsletter from Klangfarbe in vienna uh, they've got one and i genuinely have considered and i'm still considering buying it <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't. Okay. I mean, I know I'm in the wrong place for this. I don't need it, and I can't justify the purchase apart from what you've just said about appreciation and price. And there's only a thousand being made, and I love the Beatles, and I'm in a '60s rock blues band, yes, so I could yeah. actually use it. Yeah. The yeah. 7.25 inch radius, though, is is a downside. If it had nine and a nine and a half, mm. I'd be in there as a player. But right now, I might just be there as a appreciator. I. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Let, let me quickly add, it's still in stock at the Klangfarbe. So. I know. I've got it open on the tab right now. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. You know, in, in our realms, it's kind of hard. And whenever I tell Andy about a guitar, it's like, it's like, okay, should I buy it? And, you know, he always replies, yes, of course. It's like, right. Mark, you know, he's looking out for you. Yeah, yeah. he's a good, he's a good friend. Yeah, of course. Yes. of course. He cares about your mental health. Of course, yeah. Exactly. If, <laughs> Not your financial health. <laughs> His financial health is fine, Zachary. Don't worry. Okay, well, good. Um, uh, the thing is, if you got to the point of asking yourself or asking someone else, should I buy this guitar? All you're looking for at that point is justification. You've kind of already made the decision. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. One of my, uh, my other teachers here, he got the new uh, Cutlass from Ernie Ball. The oh, yeah. uh, Jason Richardson one. Ooh, and it's the, the white one with like the 
kind of sparkles. That's a really mm-hmm. nice guitar, I guess. It's new, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Well, then so, there you yeah. go. That's my pick, I guess. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get a cool song, but it was a cool guitar. It plays really well, you know. I mean, because I've played some Majesties and I've played a bunch of other Ernie Ball stuff, but that one's really nice. Mm-hmm. A lot of fret access to the 24, and it's really, really cool guitar. So I guess that's my pick. Sweet. That's also well deserved. I mean, Jason Richardson has been knocking it out of the park with his Luke Holland collaborations, and, you know, there's some Polyphia collabs as well. Mm-hmm. I think he's really making the move to, to you know, because with Music Man, they have the old heroes like Steve Morris, who, by the way, just stepped down from being part of the Deep Purple band, which is super sad. So Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Um, and they have Luke, they have Albert Lee, and they have Petrucci, but Petrucci is already like the youngest guy from that realm. And now they come with St. Vincent mm-hmm. and the Mariposa um, and the, 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 the Jason Richardsons. And this is like the next generation. It's pretty cool to see them kind of uh, moving forward and moving moving into like the next century basically mm-hmm. yeah yeah so. yeah i like did you say the, the white one zachary sorry the white one yeah it was the white one yeah this one uh that's it uh it's yeah. a seven string version but yeah his was okay mm. it's still cool it. yeah it looks a little bit like the the bucket head les paul right just needs some some uh, red knobs true yeah it really does <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like where, especially on these, I like where they have the uh, truss rod access right there at mm-hmm. where the pickups are, so you don't have to even mess with a truss rod yeah. cover and getting the screws out and losing the screws and losing the cover and mm-hmm. like it's just such an that's such an old technology. I think the the mm-hmm. truss rod covers, I don't really care for them. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I just, the, the wheel is is the most superior thing that we have. Yeah. And I also, if you look at it, because it's up on screen anyway, like. Right where he has the uh, pickup selector, the, the switch is like in the perfect spot for me. You know, a lot of people that's like way too far back and I can't even like reach it while I'm playing quickly, you know, uh-huh. and all that, those little things I think matter. Of course. So yeah. that, that yeah. here. So it's right like in between the two pickups. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, just that little switch there. Cause I, if it were me and I had my own signature guitar, which would be sick, uh, I would only have the three-way switch. I wouldn't have a volume or tone knob on my guitars at all. <laughs> I don't use wow. them. You just wide uh, open all the time? Yep, all the time. Wow. Be- um, I don't know why I've I've decided that. I think it's because, like, especially on, like, the uh, when I was playing the Majesties, every time I would switch between pickups, I would end up hitting the volume knob, and it would cut the frequency down by at least... 50 percent because mm-hmm. i would always bump it and it's like mm-hmm. then i'm playing i'm like why do i sound like crap you know and it's like oh it's because i literally switch down on the volume and if i mm-hmm. did have a volume it would be like way out of the way way on like in, on the, in the next the room or something <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> yeah. so that's you know i'm trying to figure out where i want to go for you know a guitar endorsement and you know who's accepting people because a lot of places don't uh, mm-hmm. I'm really looking at like Kiesel, you know, I'm a big fan of their instruments. Uh, but it's like you got to find somebody who's wanting to do like, for me, seven strings that aren't just like a six string version or a seven string version of their six string models. I want something that's like it was meant to be a seven string guitar. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. meant to be playable that way. And there's been a lot of times where I pick up a seven string guitar from a company that really doesn't do it. And it's like, it's kind of weird. It doesn't have that feel that I like. So, mm. apart from the shape, what what would your preference be like in terms of the wood and the pickups? Do you have any kind of 
preferences or any kind of experiences where you say, okay, this is something that worked for me in the past and this is something that, that didn't? You know, I really like the zebra wood for the fretboard. I think that mm. looks really cool. And as far as like the, the wood for the guitar, I really like ash. Um, sometimes that's hard to come by because of the ash burr, like that bug or whatever that kills mm. all the ash trees. Um, so I'd probably go with alder, if anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I like roasted maple necks. Those are really nice. They don't they don't bow as bad. Um, I would love to have one. I had the, uh, the Ormsby RC1 guitar. I had two of those, and those have 27 frets. Mm-hmm. I really liked that. And they had uh, the scalloped fretboard from the 12th fret up to the 27th. It was like partially scalloped, though, just on the high strings. So that was really mm-hmm. nice. So I'd probably go with something like that. Um, I don't really care for the fan frets. I don't really care for multi-scale guitars. I really just like the straight frets. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, a are seven you, string. Are you playing standard tuning then? No, I play D standard with a drop G if I'm on seven string. Oh, wow. Okay. Yep, at least for this album, it's just heavy. And uh, yeah. a lot of them, actually, it's funny, like I recorded, I have all these guitars, but I ended up recording everything on my like $200 Ibanez. So like, seven string, because it just had the best tone. It was really <laughs> cool. And then not all the solos, though, just the rhythms. And then the solos yeah. I did on the RG or the uh, the J Custom. All right. Which yeah. was the two hundred dollar Ibanez? I need to know. We need to be specific here. It's the seven three two one, I think. Uh, I got it right here. It was this guy right here. So is that a mm. Gia? No, it's the RG seven three two one. Yeah. Seven seven ah. three two one should be should be a Gio. Yep. Got all the the tape on the back to keep the springs quiet. Yeah. And this nice. one's actually something that I modified myself. Uh, notice the seven string sits on its own and the six are on uh, a trim. Uh-huh. I did. I had a local guy do that for me. So the, only wow. the six strings will be manipulated by the trim. The seventh string is off. And I'm trying to find somebody who wants to manufacture this for me, but nobody seems to be interested. So, And I don't know why, because you could have an eight string guitar with the two, seven and eight hanging out with the six yeah. on the trim. So if anybody wants to you know, manufacture that, that'd be great because I would love to have that. And the reason why I did that was because anytime I use a seven or eight string and I use the Floyd or, you know, any kind of trim system, it's so heavy because of those thick strings, especially uh-huh. in drop G. And then you'd be in like, I don't even know what that would be like a freaking B again. But it's like, this feels just like a regular six trim. So okay. that's why I did that. Of course, now it's all blocked off because I don't use it for anything. I use it for rhythms I, only. That's a great idea, Zachary. That, that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. And nobody freaking, everybody's like, yeah, I don't really see a utility for that. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Huh, even just the fact that that, that low string stays uh, constant when you when you do use the trem, that's that's a musical thing that you could really use uh, for keeping that low mm-hmm. note standard. Hey, that's what Dan, I'm saying. Dan, as, as, a, as a resident Ibanez representative, why, why, what, how, where, when? <laughs> Actually, I was I was just looking up because there were several versions of the seven three two one. So the version that uh, that Zach has is definitely not a geo version; it's a regular version that's been built mm-hmm. uh, from like twenty 
you know, from the two thousand early two thousands until twenty twelve, twenty thirteen ish. Um, and I was check I was looking for the hardware, and it has a original fixed bridge in the first place, and then a yep. Gibraltar standard bridge. But um, you know, developing hardware is one of the most expensive parts of the guitar because you have you know you need to kind of design and redesign. Um, basically everything and it's super costly if every iteration is, is super costly so uh, i think a lot of companies shy away and, and actually are more prone to using uh you know stock parts and you know coming up with, with for instance with the az tremolo that has a, a more narrow string spacing that is expensive right mm -hmm. so usually companies kind of collaborate so you know Ibanez does it with goto and, and other companies they also you know do it with with like the traditional manufacturers and um yeah it's just it's, it's it's you know just the casting molds itself they cost a fortune and if you have like a minor thing that needs to be addressed you do the whole thing again and then people scream okay now we want a left left uh, now we want a left hand version of it so you got a left-handed <laughs> version yeah 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 it's just it's crazy but i like I the idea it. i like I the idea it, i totally love it i think it's your your construction has has not just some some a good uh, functional idea. I think it also has a musical value to it. You know, if you can use the the bass strings and kind of keep keep the chuck chuck going, whilst you are still using uh, the flurry side of the tram, I think this is a pretty pretty interesting idea. Yeah, correct. Mm, I mean, and I would like about. I would like to have it to where you could connect the seven back on and use it, or you could ah, disconnect it nice. so then only the six. So I've got all these different ideas, but. You know, like you said, it is expensive and, you know, people have to be like, this is something new being added to the market. Are people going to uh -huh. accept it? Is it worth putting in the money or are people not going to mm. care? So uh -huh. it's like, I don't know. How do you go about it? But um, the, speaking of the, uh, I think at the beginning, I don't know if I was on yet or not, but you had mentioned that I got the uh, 2017 Flying Fingers thing. Mm -hmm. um, so this is the guitar for that, which is a super cool piece of gear. The... Mm. Uh, the J Custom, and they only made, I think, like 20 of them, if I remember right, something like that. Okay. And uh, this is the the one that they sent me, and it's really cool, really pretty, all the way around. That was that was, uh, that was was for being first place, so that has been gifted to you. Correct, yeah, I got it. I, I won this one in 2017. Wow. I mean, nice. look at the back. It's got a figured back that's yeah. rather rare. Everything about this guitar is awesome. I mean, you know, it's got obviously like the tree of life and everything, yeah. which is cool. It looks great on video. <laughs> um, I do wish it was a seven string, but that's okay. I won't complain or nothing. <laughs> but I can't oh, even remember all the specs on it. I've had it since then. But yeah, this yeah. this is the one I've did all the uh, the recording with on the album that I'm working on. It okay. just has such a great tone, and you can flip to the middle pickup. And you got the single coil. And that just has a really nice, pretty tone when you're doing clean or if you're doing some kind of like, you know, softer run. Uh -huh. The neck is so thin, except for on the back. I've got a couple of dings right here because my cats knocked it down and smacked on the on one of the tables. And I was like, oh, my God. But it's yeah. all, I don't plan on selling it, so I don't really care. But yeah, your ex cats. In my yeah. ex -cats, yeah. <laughs> but this is probably the most important piece of gear that i own you know from just a winning it a and then b yeah. uh it's just playability and the cost of it i'm sure was expensive i don't even remember how much it was new uh -huh. but really cool guitar yeah and well deserved i mean your entry was phenomenal oh did you watch it 
Yeah. I, oh, prior to the show, I just figured out that you won it. So oh. <laughs> I still I still vividly remember preparing the preparing the contest. I think Kiko was one of the one of the uh, artists that got involved and a few others. So that was that was pretty interesting to see the rollout and see the entries coming. And uh, yeah, but I had no clue it was you. <laughs> yeah, it's me. Paul yeah. Gilbert was the judge. And oh uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Paul Gilbert was the one that he did like a video and he learned the lick that I had created, one of them that I had created, and he said it was really cool, and that was kind of interesting. Wow. But, you know, oh, yeah. I never got endorsed by Ibanez, which I guess was supposed to be part of, like, the thing. Like, if you win, there was a potential endorsement that they would give mm -hmm. you, and whether it's probably more just like an artist deal, I assume, you know, but it still would have been cool, but they never called me, so it is what it is. Yep, it it's is. all good. These things happen. Right. Uh, guys, we're going to upset a lot of people if we don't buy, borrow, or burn a gear picks. Buy, borrow, or burn. Um, what we do is we have to pick the three picks that we picked. So I think Zachary, you've actually picked about three pieces of gear, but um, you're going to go with the the only ball, right? Uh, the cutlass. The cutlass, yeah. I'll go with the cutlass. That's cool. Okay. So therefore, we have three pieces of gear, the Ernie Ball Cutlass, the Rocky Strat, and the Otto's Moonbase Base. Uh, those two are from Fender. And we play a game called Buy, Borrow, or Burn, where you have to decide to buy one of those pieces of gear, to borrow one of those pieces of gear, and to burn one of those pieces of gear. So if there were three oh, in gosh. the room with you right now, we also go to the live chat and see what they're going to do. And if you're playing at home, listen to this at some point in your car. Um, you can just shout them out and we'll hear you through the through the universe. So um, let's go to the live chat first. Uh, Perfecto de Castro. Hello. <laughs> he would buy everything. That doesn't count. That doesn't yep. count. I nope. very, cl very clearly and concisely explain the rules. And Perfecto de Castro has fallen at the first hurdle. Dear, dear. Right. In that case, um, Michael will burn the well-constructed music man. Sorry, but contenders were stronger for consolidation. Uh, I got your book. Ah, that's someone that bought your book, Michael. So he's one yeah, of the ones yeah, that went yeah. to Germany. <laughs> uh, hey, Michael, nice to have you on the show. Uh, buy the 2K Mexican Fender and borrow the Moon Minion Bass. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty fair. Melogif Melogify? I can't remember what he said last week. Uh, buy the Cutlass J Custom. <laughs> That's not on offer. Burn the base. <laughs> borrow the Ibanez J Custom. That's not on offer. Yeah, hey. People don't know how to play the flipping game. Right. <laughs> Troy, buy the Cutlass. We've got a Cutlass purchaser. Borrow the base and never disassemble it and burn the Strat. Mm. I've been being burned tonight, boys. Okay, Damn. Josh is going to buy the Rocky, borrow the Cutlass, burn the base. I'm not doing well of late. Uh, Gary O'Neill will buy the Rocky, borrow the Cutlass, also burn the base. Okay, that's, that seems to be a, a popular selection. Studio Camille, who has all your base needs, will <laughs> buy the strap, borrow the base, burn the mismatched headstock guitar. Oh, I don't disagree with that. What Did, did I miss something? The mismatched. There's four and two instead of three and three. Oh, okay. Right, okay. I like that. <laughs> it's definitely unique, but yeah. that was something that I was always a little bit bugged by. But I've gotten more accustomed to it, especually when you do mm. seven. You're going to have to have three and four. So mm. it's sure. fine. It's fine. But I they actually the do five and two. 
They do five, five and two. two. Yeah, so they well, I like do... from a structural point of view, it makes sense. Like you know, rather than having all six on one side, I, I like the four and four and two. But it's fair. What? Who am I to to decide? Um, <laughs> Sarang would buy Zach's RG seven three two one. Borrow the minion base and burn the strat. Perfecto de Castro says, change the rules. We shall not change the rules. Rules are made for a reason, not to be bent or broken. Um, and one more. Craner would burn the base. Uh, and Fender can, just, Fender can just give 50 grand to charity and be done with it. Ah, that's interesting. Borrow the Ernie Ball and buy the Rocky Strat. See, guys, what I'm taking from this is that I should go to Vienna and buy the Rocky Strat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that basically that. makes me the winner of tonight, uh, of this week's competition is that correct well we have to make a decision yeah um, uh, Zachary we, we normally guess for each other do you want to yeah. take a guess you, you've known us now for uh, I don't know 53 minutes um, <laughs> I, have, I have to guess what you guys would yeah. buy yeah, you, you, you can guess burn. for one of us you can guess for yeah. one of us bearing in uh, mind that go, go around circles then yeah yeah, so do you want to guess for for hang on, for Dan? Uh well, I'd say that probably for Dan it would be you would buy the base, borrow the cutlass and burn the strat. No. Not quite. Not Dang. quite. No. No, 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 no. I like the base, but not for 50k. Um Is that USD or is that another price? Yeah, it's USD. Uh, oh my god. It's not uh, Hungarian foreign or something. I would borrow it and pawn it. <laughs> yeah, that's not, that's not part of the rules. No, unfortunately not. I mean, if if we can go if we can go that far, I would probably choose your thirtieth anniversary uh, J Custom over a lot of other things because that's a lovely guitar. Rules, gentlemen. Rules. Oh come on, give me a break. This guitar way, breaks those rules, dude. It's so good. It does. And <laughs> you know what? While Andy, while Andy has the the Klangfarbe link still open on his screen, I was actually checking out if there are still some RG30 JCLTDs available, and I found an Italian shop that still has this guitar on sale. Come on, give me a break. My wife's going to kill me. How much is uh, it? How much do they want? It's like I said, they have it on sale. I think they are asking for three point seven k. I think that's an acceptable price. Oh, but not if you work for the brand and you could have bought it for much less yeah. <laughs> in first place. Okay. <laughs> so, Dan, yeah. what would you choose? What would you buy? Okay. What would you borrow? Right. What would you burn? All right. We stick, we stick to the rules. I'll focus. Okay. Um, yeah, I, would, I would burn the base because I see no value in that. I would um, borrow the, the cutlass because I think uh, Music Man is doing a great job. I'm not 100% sold on the white, to be honest. Uh, I think, uh, for instance, the, uh, the, the Pia, the, the stallion white one, is a little bit more what appeals to me because it looks more classy, and that white of the Cutlass is, I don't know, a little bit off to my eyes, but still a super cool guitar. And I'll buy the, the Rocky because I think it's a great investment, and it's a guitar that's like a piece of art, and you could actually... It would look beautifully in your background, Andy. Okay. <laughs> So does that mean, Dan, you, you now guess for me, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Go on then, son. Right. Guess for me, sir. You would borrow the bass. Borrow the bass. Because you're no bass player and uh, it's probably, it's, it's got super cool functions, but uh, you don't need it. You would burn the cutlass because you already are 
you already are throwing an eye on the Pia, if I'm not wrong, and you would buy the Rocky, and you will buy the Rocky tomorrow at Clangfarben. You will buy the Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. <laughs> He's out of words. <laughs> All right, I would definitely, but I would would. There's a clause there. I would definitely buy the Rocky if this game were real. I am slightly <laughs> conflicted between the other two. Okay. I like the Ernie Ball, but I'd probably rather borrow the base. So I would borrow the base and I'd burn the Ernie Ball. Is that Oof. what you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry about that, Zachary. I, I just just want to borrow that base. I, I just want to take it apart and then put it back together again and then I'm done with it. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the rules. That's the rules. I have to burn something. Sorry. But I would... I would buy the Fender Rocky Strat. I would buy it if it were available. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, then I'm going to guess for you, Zachary. I'm going to guess that you would buy the Ernie Ball, borrow the Rocky, and burn the bass. Yes. Because I don't play bass. Sweet. <laughs> now, of course... I do think that the base has a cool story and like people would look at it and that would be the most interesting to everybody else. Mm -hmm. Sure. So if I was going for that reason, I would keep the base and I would burn the cutlass because the other two definitely have better stories. Mm, but the cutlass I would buy for functionality purposes. Yeah. Can we make a point that the, the Rocky strat is also a, a superb conversation piece? Yes. Well, that's what I was saying. They, they both have the bass and the, the Rocky have really good stories to attach to them. Yeah, and they look yeah. cool. And, you know, most most normal people would be like, oh, I love that. And that would be something to talk about. But I don't like talking to people. So I don't I'd rather just keep the, <laughs> the cutlass anyway. All right. What I'd quite like to do is I'd like to play the bass on stage mm -hmm. and then oh. have the, the music, the stripper play. Da, 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 and then and then slowly take the pieces off the bass and just be left with that centerpiece. And. I think it'd be really fun as part of a stage show. That's not a, a bad base, one. Bass strip. Da, 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 nice da, one. Da, 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 click. Da, unclick. Da, 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 click. <laughs> yeah, I think that'd be fun. I don't know if it's possible structurally, but I'd like to do it. However, I will say that I did play. I uh, play. I put my hand around the neck and strummed the strings of the $25,000 Rocky Strat, the original one they did that's uh -huh. actually from Custom Shop. And that was something else that the attention to detail on that was amazing like the truly the, the nail polish on the on the headstock and and all that stuff uh that was something else but 25 grand uh so buying the rocky mexican version will always i've always i've played the original so yeah but i still love it you haven't played it it might be a great guitar as well yeah. true 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 all right maybe we should move on maybe we should actually get into the main chat with zachary and and find out about his album and find out about Can all I the... please make a what? point give me what? a second Go on. it the rocky has been sold on toman throughout the last like 20 minutes or so it's so funny it's gone it's gone well as long as they use my affiliate link i don't care yeah checking my emails who was it? Which one of you did it? <laughs> it's good. It's good for them. Yeah, definitely. Oh, that's that's upsetting because uh, well, that means I have to go to Vienna. That's fine. I'm fine with that. 
I don't mind. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So Tomlin have sold their Rocky. That means there's 999 left. And mm-hmm. one of them's in Vienna. And technically, I shouldn't be talking about it anymore because someone might buy it. Right. right. Um, <laughs> let's, mo- let's move on. Move on. Quickly. All right. Quickly. Can we talk guitars? Let's talk guitars. Let's talk Zachary Adkins' guitar story. So, yeah. fill us in, Zachary. Um, how long have you been playing guitar? What was your inspiration? Tell us that first Genesis moment of guitar playing for you. So uh, I'm 30 now. I started when I was 12. So what is that, 18 years? So I started because my dad plays guitar and uh, he had a bunch of guitars laying around and he wouldn't really want me to play them. So he just bought me one and uh, it was like a little Fender Strat, you know, Squire. And uh, my brother got a drum set. So he would just jam all the time, you know, and my dad, my dad is just an old 80s rocker type, you know, Mm -hmm. so he loves you know, George Lynch and Randy Rhodes, Eddie Van Halen, all that stuff. So he already had posters all over the house and guitars everywhere. So it was just probably ingrained in my life that I was going to become a guitar player. My whole family plays guitar. And uh, I just kind of took it, I guess, a little bit further than they did. Sweet. What What was some, some of the first songs that you learned or you jammed to? Wow. Uh the first, probably a lot of Kiss. Uh, oh. That's like my favorite band. And a lot of like System of a Down. Hence mm-hmm. why I'm in like a tribute band for System of a Down. And uh, a lot of Ozzy. Because Ozzy was like, especially the Blizzard of Oz, Diary of a Madman stuff. I really enjoyed that. So that's what really brought that kind of image, I suppose. Like I, you see Ozzy on stage and you're just like, mm-hmm. that's sick. So that was a lot of learning that stuff. And then it got a little bit more as I was getting better and better. You know, you start finding new bands. And then I started getting into like Trivium and Avenged Sevenfold and uh, basically like the 2006 era of music, you know, Mm. like 14. Um, Then it was, I don't know if it was my ADD or what it was, but I just wanted to keep going more and more down that path. So I got into like uh, Jeff Loomis a lot. Uh, like I listened to his first album like a million times and like the Conquering Dystopia that he did with Keith Marrow and uh, Ron Jarzombek from Spastic or uh, yeah, Spastic Inc. And um, it's like all of these really progressive, fast, clean players, you know. So I just started emulating them and playing as quickly as I could and Dream Theater, obviously, too. That's kind of a big one. Mm-hmm. So um, then I stopped playing for like a year because I was trying to like figure out how to make money and like live, you know. So I started working at freaking Walmart, you know. So and that was fine. I was making decent money there, but it was just depressing because I wasn't playing at all, mm-hmm. you know. Sure. So I took like a whole year off and then, uh, couple and I started getting back into playing and I've just been working on an album for like the last five years trying to do something and I hate everything that I do you know and then like the mix is never good and this isn't good so then I tried to like now I got to focus on getting better at the recording and mixing and mastering so there's always something new to do you know Mm -hmm. then 2017 I was like selling cars and uh that was fine. That was that was actually a good experience because I got to learn how to sell and how to like market and do that kind of stuff. 
but then that 2017 is when that flying fingers thing happened and i just i didn't expect to win necessarily i mean i went into it hoping that i would but you know i just put out whatever i put out and i had like a crappy camera and you know just wasn't a very good experience to record because i had no idea what i was doing then i won and then i had like eight people from my local town that were like hey man i want to take guitar lessons because we, we saw you and i started thinking like man you know i hate selling cars like mm -hmm. it was fine it paid the bills but i didn't love it you know what i mean and i was like i wonder if i can take this marketing and salesmanship and put that into guitar lessons and try to grow it from there so that's pretty much what i've done for like the last five years is just play guitar record stuff and then okay. take more and more students and now we're at like 400 some and this is wow. amazing yeah. and you know and, yeah. and I mean, with with uh, as a as a guitar player, you have also been affected by the pandemic. Has that shifted that now you're doing online lessons only, or do you still have like people actually physically coming to your place and you you know sit together face to face? I do like one online lesson. Okay. I think out of the I think out of the four hundred, I think maybe five of them are online. The rest are in all in person. Wow. Okay. Because we actually. Uh, you know, I started in my house, had a few people moved up then I got like a drum instructor and, you know, a piano instructor and we just kept growing. And then some of those people left and we got more people. Uh, and now we've got like a really good crew and, you know, music lessons is something that like, although you can push it online and I think there's some benefits there for sure. Mm -hmm. A lot of people really do enjoy coming in and being yeah, with somebody sitting even when we had the option of hey you want to go online it's a little safer you know so you're not coming in and you know potentially getting sick or whatever people still mm -hmm. wanted to come in and we had people still pay for lessons even though they didn't want to take them during the pandemic like it was that okay to them wow. Was, wow. and they didn't have a camera but they still paid it was really cool so we really i mean we we dropped a little bit in 2020 when like things really started getting weird but then it was kind of like this down period where I was in another building and I really wanted to move and my lease was up and I didn't want to sign another year or two or three. So I started looking and then people, they all told me I was like insane for looking during the middle of a pandemic. Like we don't even know what the hell's going on. And I said, I didn't mm. care. So then I found a place, we got in there and then we did really well. We went from like, we, we doubled our students in one year after the pandemic mm. stopped, you know, or not stopped, but you know, had kind of dropped down sure. a bit. And then, um, then just in March of this year, 2022, or I should say January, I guess, I was looking at another place here because I don't know. You guys aren't from America, I assume, right? Nope. nope. Okay. Where, where are you right now? By the way? I'm in Nebraska, which Nebraska. is just corn and cows, you know. But there's, <laughs> there's you know, a, a there's a little sub city around us, you know, and that's kind of a little bit higher up in the like demographic for you know, income and stuff like that. And a lot of them were saying they wanted to have a, like a music lessons thing. So they didn't have to drive into the big city to like get lessons. And so we put one out there and then in, in since March till now, we're already at 200 students. Wow. So, and I don't, I don't teach any of them, you know, I mean, to me, I back, I've backed off teaching. I only teach three days a week now. Okay. So really cool. It's, it's been a really great experience and I want to open up a third one probably next year. We've already looking at some spots. We're looking at, I just figured to me, if I want to keep playing guitar, then I have to do things that are going to pay the income or I should say, make me income and pay bills. So I don't mm -hmm. have to like physically work. 
Because although teaching's not hard, it's still a lot of work, you know, like mentally, it's a lot of work. Mentally, yeah. Draining mm. can be. And physically too. I mean, you know, I mean, you're playing all day. So I get shoulder injuries sometimes and like elbow, tennis elbow and all these other things that happen. And, you know, I'm trying to look out for myself and be like, how can I set myself up to where when I'm 40, which mm. is in 10 years, can I retire and still have these things run and make money so I don't ever have to worry about that? So there's a little bit of an entrepreneurship there. And I, I, I've really actually gotten into really helping other people do that as well. And not just with guitar lessons, but with their own skills, you know, try to make something Excellent. for themselves. That sounds good. It's, it's, I think it's everything that uh, several people are working towards that I know, especially in the music industry, um, just future proofing I, things. I, well, see, future proofing is a good word because a lot of guys and I know them, a lot of guys personally and stuff where they just wish they would have started that when they were younger, you know, and then mm. they, they, I don't know if they thought maybe the record sales would keep coming in forever or if, you know, whatever was going to happen. But it's like, I don't want to be stuck when I'm 50 or 60 and still have nothing to like build off of, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's where I'm at. Mm. I think as a musician, it's also very crucial to kind of, you know, have that business mentality and be switched on enough to kind of figure out that you, like you just said, you have like physical abilities, but they are limited, especially if you get older. So, you know, at, at some point you sure. can't, you know, you can't tour and, and, you know, play two months or be two months on the road or you just don't want it. So you need also a passive income and you need like a, you know, some some sort of substance you know and and building up that substance building up that that business model is something a lot of uh, musicians unfortunately fail and then they end up in a everyday you know nine to five job and are frustrated although they have the chops but i think andy we, we talked about that the other day that for, as a musician having having you know musicianship artistry and you know being able to play the guitar is just like 50 percent. but being switched on and really nail, nailing the business side of things is the other part because not necessarily like the greatest guitar players are the most famous it's most yeah. often the ones that can promote themselves the best that you know make the right decisions at the right time and correct uh, yeah 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 and for me it's just i don't want to rely on other people to get me somewhere you know this is not how i mm. am yeah so but if i if i may um ask one question um you you um just t told us about that steep increase of of uh, students if uh, if you had a uh, a tip for aspiring guitar instructors that might want to want to found a school and i think now is a good timing because we are in some sort of crisis but still you know as a as a entrepreneur it's sometimes it's good timing wise to kind of you know start something off in, a, in 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 some sort of a crisis or economic you know question mark so do you have any tips for for aspiring um entrepreneurs that want to you know have a music school or how did you kind of grow your business i mean i know there's no secret recipe but how did you do that um, probably one of my favorite quotes as far as with what you had said was, um, uh, never waste a good recession, right? Yeah. Yeah. When yeah. things are down, that's when you, you triple down on what it is that you know you need to do. If you, okay. you know, I mean, anybody can sell something when the market is really good and everybody has a little bit of extra money to spend, you know, yeah. but it's when can you really bring that much value and people still see that it's valuable when they aren't quite sure about what's going to happen. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? You have to have hope. Mm -hmm. People have to have hope in you or 
what it is that you're selling. Um, and as far as like with music lessons go, if somebody wanted to start the first thing, and actually I'm helping one of my buddies with this right now. Um, the first thing that you have to do is you have to establish to yourself that you, you are not happy with the situation that you're in. Right. And this isn't just mm -hmm. guitar lessons. This could be anything. Let's say you're a, you're a freaking like shoemaker. I don't care. Yep. You know, whatever it is that you're doing, you have to establish that where you're at isn't making you happy. Right. Because mm -hmm. if you don't love what you're doing and sometimes you got to do things you hate, like that's not all of it. But I mean, if you don't love what you're doing, then the stuff that you hate to do sucks 10 times worse. You know, mm -hmm. like I don't like yeah. cleaning hey, bathrooms. Hey, I don't like cleaning bathrooms, but you know, I've got two bathrooms here and I want it to be perfect for my parents that come in here with their kids. I don't want there to be, you know, to be disgusting. I'll go in there and clean the bathroom. Or if I don't have time, I hopefully will have enough money to pay somebody to do it for me, you know? And, and I guess the first thing that you would want to do is a make yourself a website, not a, not a Facebook page, not, I mean, yes, those Facebook pages are great, but if you make yourself a website, there's a certain amount of credibility that comes with having a website that's really well designed, that looks really great, but make it super easy for people to get in contact with you, have videos up, have a bio up. So that's all in one place, not a Facebook page, because Facebook can be kind of scammy sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. you go to the website, you make a contact form, and then you either outsource it or learn how to do some easy Facebook, YouTube, Google ads. You know, mm -hmm. I learned how to do all that stuff on YouTube. It wasn't that bad. I didn't pay for any courses. I didn't pay for anything, you know, mm -hmm. and then start learning about how to who, who you're looking for. You're not looking for people who want to learn guitar. You're looking for parents of kids that want to learn guitar. Mm -hmm. That's right. your demographic. People try to go out and they try to go look at all these guitar players out here. Look at all these people that I could get. But guess what? Most guitar players who are pretty good, they don't want to take lessons from some random person. They want to take mm -hmm. lessons from guys like John Petrucci and Joe Satriani, and they'll pay the money yeah. to do it. Of course. Yeah. You know? And like Tony McAlpine, he makes money, or at least when he was touring, he makes money because he does lessons for people too. So he kind of does it on the side. And I would pay to have that experience. Of course. Yeah. You know, but most people, you know, they're not going to spend $100 a month on somebody who's just as good as them. So then you start targeting these people that have kids that have, you know, uh, I guess people that want to actually learn the instrument and even if you're not the greatest guitar player in the world you know you can still teach beginner to intermediate that's fun you start driving people to your website you start driving them and you start making videos all the time you start making content you get them in the door then you get them to lock into say a monthly reoccurring thing it's like hey every month you pay me x amount of money and then you can look at it and say my bills are x i'm making this much from 10 students that pays my bills so if i have 20 i pay my bills times two and I'm happy. That in and of itself is is a million times more constructive than going and getting a job to me. Mm. You know, I couldn't agree more. As a self-employed so, person yeah. that's been through, I don't know, so many jobs that I've hated. Mm -hmm. uh, even when I hate my day at my self-employed job of doing this, it's <laughs> so much better than those days where I was where I was <laughs> under someone else's control. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah. Uh, exactly I'm right. going to take some of the some of the advice you've just given. I'm going to take some of that to heart. And it's nice to know that some of what you've just described, I'm currently doing, have done, or I'm in the process of, of implementing that. The next so step too. Well, and then the next step would be, okay, there's going to be things you don't know how to do. Right. Mm -hmm. 
like I don't know how to play drums, but there's a lot of people when they bring their kids for guitar, they're like, well, my other kid wants to learn drums or my other kid wants to learn piano. I'm not going to go and learn how to play piano. I'm going to find somebody who's already dedicated their life to it and then offer them like with these guys. Hey, you're going to make X amount a month. You pay me 25% of it or 20%, whatever you decide between them. And then now they're teaching, you know, 50 students and then 50 students. You got a hundred people. You're making, let's say $1,400 a month. And you make 20% of that. So you're making free income from other people and they're happy because they're getting out of working too. Cause most musicians don't want to work for jobs and mm -hmm. they, so they're making money. They're happy. They're doing what they love. And then you're making a small commission with that. Then you take that times we've got 20 teachers or something like that. So like my income, I, I actually make the least amount of money from teaching now. Okay. My own teaching. I make the least mm -hmm. amount from it and it's the most labor intensive, but I love it because I've grown with a lot of these guys and, you know, some mm -hmm. of my students for four years now, they're not mm -hmm. going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere, yeah. but they do know that it's like, okay, Zach's got a lot going on. So I'm going to make sure I show up on time. I'm going to make sure that my shit is done. And that way, you know, I don't show up and get my time wasted and vice versa, you know, and then, mm -hmm. and then you start building off of that. You scale it out. Now music lessons are a little different, but, I'm still trying to get onto the online thing, you know, start doing online courses and start doing that. You know, I make a few hundred bucks a month on my book and, you know, that's fine. But if I could get this online to do like a reoccurring monthly subscription, that would be really great. So, mm -hmm. but I get really jacked up about business because it's, it's something that it's just a big puzzle, you know? Mm. And there's always something different. And there's always like a, there's a pandemic that happens and then there's a recession that happens and then there's whatever, you know, but as long as you go into it, knowing that those things are there and you prepare for the really kind of down times. And in those down times, that's when you push to be, mm. you know, like I said, in the middle of a pandemic, I signed a five-year lease at a building when the guy was like, you're crazy. <laughs> I know. I love, I love, I love the statement you made. Never waste a good recession. That's definitely going to be printed out tomorrow and uh, hang right on the wall in the <laughs> office. Um, and actually, I, I completely, I love how enthusiastic you are about the business side of things because it actually shows you that, you know, you a have understand that it's a requirement, but it's also not something that has to be, you know, a uh, something that, that kind of drags you down or is something that's just considered a, a, a necessity or something, you know, I have to do it. But if you do it in a right and if you have some, some sort of um, natural interest in kind of trying out things and kind of figuring out things, like you just mentioned, the, 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 uh, the social media advertisement, stuff like this, I think this can be f like fun too. If you, you know, puzzle the pieces together and then all of a sudden it turns out to be beautiful image or beautiful picture it's just i think this is like part of the game you know there's never that route where you know exactly how to go from a to z but you have to figure out you know those those kind of segments and a b c d e f g until you you come to 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 a goal and uh yeah thanks for sharing all that that was very inspirational yeah absolutely i mean it's just something that everybody has the ability to do it it's really just are you going to get through the uh Cause there's, there's a lot of, uh, fear, you know, mm -hmm. and it's, it's scary to put yourself out there, not just in a video, but all like you guys doing this podcast. I mean, it's scary to like turn that camera on and be like, all right, it's go time. 
and you could mess up and then somebody makes fun of you and then you have to like deal with that internalism of that and then <laughs> but then then you go even further by saying i invested yeah. like in our new business the uh the one in the outside of the city you know we dropped forty thousand dollars to open that store mm -hmm. usd and wow. it's like forty thousand dollars and that was to build rooms and to advertise and to get we bought real pianos and we had them moved there i mean it was everything you know and we wanted it to be perfect so we spent 40 grand and that's scary because we had zero students when i dropped forty thousand mm. dollars so we we couldn't fuck up you know what i mean there was no <laughs> there was no messing up it was go time so my wife and i we went door to door business wise hey we're opening a shop hey we're opening a shop we're doing, doing music lessons we spent a countless amount of money on Facebook ads and Google ads. And, uh, you know, I even bought a billboard, everything I could do, wow. you know, but I, ha but I had the capital to do it now because after five years of pushing and, you know, grinding on like, Oh, I only have a hundred dollars to spend on ads this month, you know? So then you scale and as you scale, you know, you spend 500, you make a thousand, you spend a thousand, you make 2000, you just mm -hmm. keep going. It's not as simple as that, but that's how it works. And, you know, now with from March till now, we're at 200 students at 150 bucks a pop. You subtract everything. I mean, we're making probably 10 grand a month cash flow. So we'll pay back that four in four months. And then every the rest of the month is or the rest of the year is back to normal. Mm -hmm. So and <laughs> and now you have like a cash flowing business. Yeah. That's amazing. What, I, what I really enjoy about the way I, I'm, I'm loving hearing your your passion, but also the fact that it's coming from a place of teaching music. Uh, none of none of what you're saying sounds like a hard sell. It's not like, um, you know, forgive the, the car salesman because you were one, but it's not as if you're trying to get someone to buy a car they don't need. Yeah, you are selling someone the knowledge of being able to play a musical instrument. And there's so much value in, in learning to play an instrument more. So I'm sure you know this than just the instrument itself, you know, the, the social aspects, the, the other brain skills, you learn everything, the, the discipline, the reward. Um, and to hear you talking about that, that business so strongly, but it's coming from music is, is very, very refreshing. And, and um, uh, yeah, it's nice to hear. I think we have to be humble about it too, though, because and I tell all the guys and girls this that teach for me uh, is music lessons are a luxury for people. Mm -hmm. Okay. It is not, a, it is not a house payment, a car payment a grocery bill. It's something that when, when shit hits the fan, we're the first thing to go. Mm -hmm. And that is always a fact. And it will always be that way. So in fact, if you look at it, like they don't want it, how are you going to sell it to them? Or they do want it, but maybe they can't afford it. Well, then there's times where you have to, bite the bullet and give somebody a 50% off to keep them here because they're struggling or give them mm -hmm. zero, zero dollars, you know I mean? And, and there's just all these different things that can come from it. But at the end of the day, as long as you humble yourself and say, you know, this, they want this, they don't need this. So how can we make the want better than what they need? Right? So meaning when they come here, are the bathrooms absolutely perfect? Is the carpet always vacuumed? Is it smell nice? Like there's so many things that you have to make perfect. Because the second they walk in here and it smells weird or the bathrooms are gross or the rooms aren't clean or or the outside looks like trash because somebody's throwing cigarettes around and there's trash and homeless people mm -hmm. and all these things. It's like they're not going to want to stay because they're, they'll justify it really quickly why they don't want to spend that money. So for me, yeah. we really push like at our other school. I've got a pinball machine. I've got Mrs. Pac-Man. 
like <laughs> actual arcade games that I bought. Wow. <laughs> we've got uh, we've got a TV there and they can play games. The kids can play video games. We've got coloring books. I mean, everything you can think of. And we actually bought real pianos, like not, you know, keyboards that with weighted keys. They're real pianos. They're they really have to be played correctly in order to hear it. And the parents appreciate it. And when they come in and we actually bought like these big life-size cutouts of like Eddie Van Halen and Slash and <laughs> David Bowie and they're all over and there's records. We bought like yeah. oh, probably a thousand small little records and big records and we hung them all up on the wall. So it like when you go there, it looks sweet. You know, it looks like, oh my God, these guys really went above and beyond. Mm. So that's what you got to do. You, if you're going to do it, if you're going to get up off this freaking couch and do something, you better do it fucking great. Same thing when you're playing your instrument. If you're going to go and play a show, look at Kiss, for example. Okay, Kiss is my favorite band. If you could see in my room, which you can't, my whole, every wall is filled with Kiss stuff. And that, they had that mentality. If we're going to do a show, I'm not going to show up in jeans and a t-shirt. I'm going to show up and we're going to give them a show. Mm-hmm. You don't need to spend $300 on a kiss ticket, but you're fucking gonna because they're show rules. Yeah. Right. I mean, fully agree. And, and they didn't do it out of selfishness. They, <clears throat> they did it because they wanted people to have the best experience possible. Mm-hmm. And that's, if you live by that rule, then anything you do is justifiable, especially in business. Mm-hmm. I put a billboard right next to another music school. You think I give a shit? No. <laughs> And you know why? Because I love those guys. They're amazing. I love everybody who works there. I love all the teachers. But I'm going to put a billboard right next to your school that says, don't, it said, don't drive this far for lessons anymore. Oh, wow. Is that right? like the weak, the weak spot that they're in the middle of nowhere? Yeah, because the people in, out of town drive into town to go there because it's the closest, but it's sure. still pretty far. But where I'm at, it's like, don't drive this far. And that's all my billboard said. Don't drive this far. <laughs> come, come here. And I don't care because, and like, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Grant Cardone. No. You ever heard of him? No. Look no. up Grant Cardone. He's a business guy. But he okay. said, always be ethical, but never play fair. Right. Meaning it's ethical to put up a billboard because they could put up a billboard right here. I'm not going to stop them. Uh-huh. Put up a billboard right by my shit. I don't care. They'll make me get two billboards. I'll buy a billboard that's blank. <laughs> with my face on it if i have to i don't care right i get super jacked up about it dude and they were <laughs> and, and of course i know all of them and they know exactly how i am but yeah. they were like ah damn it he put a billboard right by us i'm like it's ethical yeah. right you they could, could have done it themselves me. right yeah, yeah i ain't gonna stop them yeah. but, but, but i'm also, not gonna play fair it's healthy competition and then everybody Makes them benefits. better yeah. exactly because exactly. then they're gonna go you know what what are they doing? Do they have pinball? Nope. I have pinball. Do you have uh-huh. Miss Pac-Man? Nope. I have Miss Pac-Man. Sweet. <laughs> I love right? it. Why would, why would you go to a show? Like, are you going to go to a Kiss show? Or are you going to go to, like, you know, some local band? You'll probably pick Kiss, not because of their legacy, but because it's going to be a better show. Yeah. Mm. It's fair. Yeah. Or it's not fair, but it's ethical. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta excuse yeah, me for exactly. for that that question, but you've mentioned Kiz a lot of times, and also that you're playing in a uh, system of a down band, Chop Suey tribute band, yeah, tribute tribute band. Have you ever played in an Iceman like the Darren Malekian signature or the Paul Stanley? Ah, my Paul Stanley and my Spalted Maple. Whoa, that's a nice one. What what kind of model is that? Um, 
Oh. It says 4L15, so All spalted, right. spalted maple. Mm. It's really cool. Sweet. I got that. Sweet. I don't remember where I got that. I think I got a reverb or something. And this Sweet. is the Paul Stanley signature. Yeah, that's a current one still the, in production. Glittery. Yeah, yeah, I love that. This is that's the cheap one because this is when he smashes on stage. He doesn't yeah. smash his $6,000 ones. Yeah. This one's super cool. My wife bought me that as a gift. Um, and uh, those are the only two Icemen I have right now. Pretty much all i got here i don't keep all my guitars here but hmm. i've got an sg that i use for the system of a down band too cool so that way you know i can kind of bounce between the two but yeah cool. i mean i wish i could show you my room but i kind of can't the way my camera sits but i've got like i've got like the kiss fountain where he like spits blood out of his mouth <laughs> and uh like a i got kiss cola and kiss dr pepper and a, bunch, right. of st a bunch of stuff I got to tell, I got to kiss phone. Kiss phone is cool. <laughs> so big so. fan. Do you have any, any more like instruments that, that are, you know, have a good story or you have a special relationship to apart from the, from the Iceman's obviously. And the, for instance, the, the 30th anniversary RG that you won. Um, so this one here, it's just a Les Paul, uh, Epiphone. Okay. Um, the reason this one's special is because when I was in high school, my best friend uh, died in a car accident, and this was his guitar. Oh. And uh, it was a really brutal day, and his dad wanted me to have his guitar, so I've kept it pretty much ever since high school. And it's got his football numbers on the back as well. It's kind of worn oh, out right. here, but you know that this one's really important to me. You know, even though it's you know, I mean, you could get one for two hundred dollars on you know, guitar center, it's, it's not about that, you know, it's just a really mm, cool, and actually it freaking sounds killer from a, like when I do recordings with it, it's just heavy. So the pickups just worked, I guess. I don't know. Mm. Um, the only other one that his dad bought me as well. Um, hang on, let me take my headset off. He's gone to um to get something. I think so, yeah. <laughs> I this, I love it a little bit of dead air with some suspense. It's, Sorry. No, so no, he no, it's his good. dad it's bought good me this air. double neck SG. Oh wow. oh wow! This is his bandana, so my friend's bandana, and Sweet. it's really dusty because I never touch it. It weighs like a million pounds, uh -huh. but it just looks cool, and it's got Sweet. like all these skulls on it and stuff. Yeah. Um, but he was going to buy him a drum set. His dad was going to buy him a drum set and, uh, he had the money saved up for it and everything. And then when he died, his dad bought me this just as a, you know, memento. So really cool. Those are the two that I have from that. Those are probably the most that are, I guess, special, you know, sweet. Yeah. sweet. So. All right. Well, dude, Thanks thank for you so much for yeah. the stories and, and the advice and, and the, the passion and the fire underneath us now. That's, um, yeah, that's a great, this is our, our last episode in this season of the show. We take a little summer break. And well, I, I think that was, the invite. yeah, I mean, I, yeah, thank you. Well, you guys can always hit me up too. You know, you got my email and add me on Facebook, whatever. And if you need any advice or anything, let me know. Sure. Thanks. It's hard as well. The occasional kick up the ass would be quite nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good at that. Yeah, it's, 
It's unfortunate we don't live in the States. I mean, I just said, like, just to make that very short anecdote, I had a, an artist come over here and had a face-to-face -face lesson last week in the, in the, during the lunch break, and I kind of figured out how cool it is to actually not learn from YouTube or learn from, you know, via Internet and have someone, like, sitting next to you, pointing at things and kind of even like, holding your hand for a second, <laughs> like, literally. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's pretty rad. So, um, yeah. When, when, is the, when is the new the book coming out? Do you already have, like, a rough release date for the beginner's book? Um, I mean, it could pretty much come out any time. We just want to double check it all, make sure that we fixed any spelling mistakes, and then it'll mm -hmm. probably come out in the next few weeks. Um, right. And then I guess really quick, if I could plug my album. Uh, oh, yeah. I am releasing that, and the the set date is October fifteenth, uh, because that is the day that Joe Satriani released "Surfing with the Aliens" in nineteen eighty seven. So it'd be like thirty five years later. All right, that's the goal. But um, I do have some potential things that are in the mix that could be really good that'll push that to a different date. But I can't talk about it. So. All right, cool. Well, if, if but, you can share any details, just make sure to, to hit us up. So maybe we can share it on channel as well. Yeah, maybe it's do called, some sort uh, of... It, it's called uh, The Future Isn't What It Used To Be. Ooh. So a lot of really great songs on there. Mm. And it's going to be heavy. All right. Sounds good. So, yeah, I guess Zachary, that's all I have. Thank you, man. Thanks for your time. Good luck with the release. Good luck with the schools. Good luck with putting up more billboards. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take what you said and I'm going to run with it. Um, so Dan, great. could you ask everybody to leave us a five-star review, please? Absolutely. Thanks, everyone, for being part of uh, season number three of the Guitar Series podcast. If you enjoyed that, make sure to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes or on Spotify. <laughs> Uh, so we can come back for season four and have epic guests like Zachary or Aiden and, and all the precious human beings we had on, on this season. Um, yeah, thanks for joining us, being part of season three. Thanks, Zach, for being here tonight. Thanks to everyone in the chat. Thanks to the moderators. Thanks to uh, the guy you didn't mention the name who's doing the time codes. Andy, uh, I don't know who, it's Admiral. who it is. Admiral, hello, Admiral. You're doing right. the, the, the time codes for us. Admiral, great job. Thanks so much. And uh, yeah. See you in season four, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.